Hello everyone, it's the start of summer and I'm super excited to be back with another podcast. Doing these allows me to connect with other photographers in a new way. And today's conversation with photographer Tim Carlson was one of the highlights at the beginning of the year. Yeah, I, I interviewed Tim in early February and so it's been a while, but on my end I had an entire career change and I'm just now kind of getting caught up to where I want to be, right? I'm sure a lot of you out there can understand that as well, right? Everything's changing and the world is getting a little bit more back to normal at least in in my part of the world and so it's time to to get back to business right my conversation with tim was absolutely wonderful right he's been focused on film photography for a while now and i'm envious of the way he sees the common beauty around him whether that's like the nebraska common fence down the road from him or some shadows and light he captures in his home living room so let's get the interview started i hope you enjoy Hello, how's it going? <laughs> Doing all right, man. We, you know, it's uh, it's one of those things. I appreciate you coming on here and talking. Uh, we we just talked for a few minutes before I started this, and um, I, you know, we started hitting it off right away. I think uh, as far as like having, um, it sounds like you have an artist soul in you. Is that is that something that's true? Um, I don't I don't know if I say I'm a I'm even an artist sometimes, but I I feel like I. There's there's definitely a connection that I have with art and photography, um, for for sure. Paintings as well. I'm I have no ability to to sketch or paint or do anything, but I can sometimes compose a picture sure. in a frame now and then. I think a lot of times, man. I just saw you know, like a couple <laughs> a couple of your recent ones were just like of doorways, right? Yeah, like the, that's that's the interior of my house looking out. You know. Um, it, yep. those kind of things really resonate with me. Like uh, the light in the shadow, right? When it really comes down photography and like art actually, right? Paintings and stuff is light and shadow. So those were really pretty. Like I really connected with those. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. They're, they're definitely some of the most interesting shots that I've taken recently. And that's, that was because that's a, a new camera that I have a new, new to me camera. Um, Which one? That's a medium format. Fujika GSW 690. Okay. I have no idea what that is. No idea what that is, man. Big long work. Um, that's a medium format camera that shoots six by nine photographs. Okay. So if you take um, full frame, full frame sensor today on your, your new digital stuff, shoots roughly what a 35 millimeter camera exposed on 135 film. Okay. Um, so this is, this is bigger than that in real estate. Um, I think it's, I could, I, this, I'm probably completely wrong. Um, it's a thousand times more. I have, I have no idea. It's maybe eight times bigger than a, than a 135 sensor. Okay. That's pretty big. But it's a pretty big, it's a pretty big negative of film. Um, I guess, I guess I'm, I'm impressed by it, but some people are probably, probably thinking, oh, it's, it's still film. And that's, that's a true statement as well. It is still film. Yeah. Yeah, it is. But that's what you, okay. So just to explain to people that, um, I first saw your stuff somehow I saw you were doing Fuji. I think the F the, the 100, right? Um, I had an F 100 or an X 100 S for a while. Yeah. The, sorry. The X 100 S. Oh. Yeah. So I think that's when I first started seeing your stuff. Cause I think that's when I started getting into Fuji. This is, um, like a couple years ago, right? Probably, probably a couple of years ago, probably. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's where I first connected yeah. with your stuff. And I was like, Oh, this is really cool. And, um, and then you started to do more and more, like you started doing color film, right? 
I've done, yeah, I did, I did some color film. I still shoot color film a lot. Um, with, within the past year, I've started developing my own black and white. And that's where pretty much all of my Instagram posts are right now. If it's, if it's a post, it's been black and white, I would say almost for six months, if not more. Oh, wow. Yeah, I've, I've, I'm looking at it right now, and yeah, it seems like for a long time it's just black and white. True. Yeah, um, I, I I think that once I once I jumped into the developing of black and white, I really started enjoying what I was getting for you know the the development process and the the scanning of that process, and I have just kind of gone down that rabbit hole where it's mostly black and white because I can. Do it my I can do it on my own terms. I can develop it myself. I can scan it myself, as opposed to I could send it off to someone else, or I could take it to um, a, a Walmart or a Walgreens. Even will still develop film. Yeah. Um, or being being close to Omaha, Rockbrook also develops film. They do a, they do a great job of, of developing and scanning as well. They still sell film even so. Sure. Um, but I think once once I got into the black and white pieces of it, I I just kind of gone down that rabbit hole. That's not saying that with this next year I'm not going to maybe jump into another experiment of let's start developing color and then start scanning that as well. I still I still shoot digital. I still have. Sorry, I'm looking I'm looking at a camera cabinet that you can't see. <laughs> no, you're right. You're um, right. <laughs> I still have. I think three digital cameras i think i think that there's three there might be four um okay. I, i've sold some recently but i still have a, i have an, a fuji x100f which is a great camera uh, fuji's cameras right now are probably some of my most lusted after pieces of equipment because yeah. they put everything kind of kind of out of it being on a couple of dials and it's it's on still dials, but they're more manual dials than, say, a Canon or a Nikon or a Sony even. So it connects you, actually, it feels like with the camera more than just scrolling through and having an LCD tell you what it's doing. Yeah. Have you ever shot with the X-Pro3? No, but, man. It's a pretty cool, it's a pretty cool little experience, man. It's pretty fun. That's like that. That is that is kind of where I'm thinking I'm going possibly next. But then yeah. again, I didn't think I was going to jump to an X100F either at, at some point in time, and I I just did. So no, that's cool. And then you. So where do you develop your? You have a basement, or where do you do do the film development? So developing, I don't even I don't even need a dark room for developing. Okay. Um, I have I have a I have a black bag or a a film bag that basically is like a it's like a sweatshirt that has two holes for your arms to go in and then there's a zipper on the opposite side of it that is it's actually double layered so it's completely light tight so in there you basically unroll the film from the canister or from the roll if it's if it's 120 film yeah um, onto a reel and then put it into a, a Patterson developing tank is what I use with a, a developing tank that's also light tight. Once you are done with that process, then I, I use my kitchen sink. Basically, I, you know, rinse it in the sink then get my developers out and kind of the same thing. Yeah. Throw, throw a bunch of chemicals around and, 
whirl it around with some film and call it a day. Did you learn that in college or anything, or did you just do that at home on your own? I learned that literally maybe 10 months ago by watching YouTube. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, what's funny is I, my, my first job, my first uh, teaching job was actually teaching at uh, Benson high school right here near me. And they had a dark room. So I had never really taken photos ever before in my life. And then I was hired to, to do it. And so I spent so much time in that dark room for months and months and months, just doing it over and over again. And, Oh my gosh, it's coming home smelly. I, I came home smelly quite a bit. Um, but oh yeah, it's, there's, there's definitely a, a scent to chemicals that you're is. dealing with. Do you, do you, but you seem to enjoy that process, right? You seem to, uh, you you thrive on it. Is that is that right? This is gonna sound this is gonna sound like a complete conspiracy slash religious thing, but it's it's like a connection to what I what I was out in the field taking a picture of or even in my in my home taking a picture of, I'm connected to that physically from the, the moment I press the shutter to it being in my hands in the dark bag completely, you know, I can't really even see what I'm doing, to then I'm washing chemicals around in it and then pulling the, the film off of the reel. That's awesome. Um, so it, it it makes me feel Way more connected to what I have what I have done than taking a picture with a digital camera and then sitting down and and trying to edit that image to what I feel like it was when I was there because I'm I'm more I try to be more of a, a realistic this is this is what I saw type of photographer um, without changing a lot of the image itself. Now that being said there's there's definitely an art to that as well sure. and that's something that i i have found that i cannot i cannot do for some reason as a person that that takes a photo and then brings that photo into a, a photo editing software for some reason i can only ever see what i was what i was there seeing i can't see what is what could be from that image yeah. Well, I mean, your, your images really have a grounded feel to pretty much every single one that I see on your account. Like they, you, you get a feeling like you're there, like that, that, that picture that you posted, the third one, um, it's the second one of the door that you did where you can kind of see the trees through the glass outside. Right. There's, there's an element of us like mm -hmm. being there and being present. Um, that's, that's a little bit different. I think on some, than some of the highly edited stuff that you see, like, like I do a lot of edits sometimes like, uh, I like the grounded real feel to your photos that uh, that's what attracts me to your stuff. Thanks. And I, I, I guess I, when I was, when I was traveling a little bit more um, before, before the pandemic set in, I traveled a little bit for a job and I would take still kind of the same, the same type of stuff that I took in the past year, but it would, it would just be in different locations. It would be in, you know, small town, Iowa or, small town new mexico and it would it would still be a, along the same lines of everyday stuff yeah. um I, I feel like that's maybe that's what i what i my end goal i guess of all my photos is to perhaps make people take a step back and just look at the beauty that they they may be missing in their daily lives um i mean i'm i'm staring at a, a couple of photos in front of me now that that were our, our digital photos, but they're of oh, it's a it's a petroleum pipeline that runs 
kind of across the, the county that I'm in, in, in Washington County here. And it's just a, there's a marker that says what, what number it is that it crosses the road at. And for some reason, I, I liked it enough on a snowy day to think that that bright yellow sign with three numbers across it and a PVC pipe sticking out of the ground was, was something beautiful. And it was, you know, snow covered, empty field, some wispy grass in the way. But I think some people just drive by that and don't, don't think, oh, Somebody, somebody took their time to think of what color that is and how the how the font should be on that sign. Um, no, I, I, I get that. No, I hear it. I mean, that's what, what, what you know, the images that I, I, I try to do that too sometimes where I'll try to go out and I'll find some some common things and I'll try to make them look beautiful. But sometimes I, um, I don't know, I think I look at your account sometimes and I'm like, man, I wish <laughs> I wish I saw things like you do because uh there's something magical about the way these are turning out. You know, you got something going on with the grain, you know, the, the, there, there's just a realness yeah. to the photos that are, that it's a little bit different. Uh, you know, like the no fishing, I'm looking at the no fishing. Um, yeah. You know, yeah, that's, that's right outside my house. That's a, is that really, it's right outside your house. It's, uh, it's, um, Close. It's, it's literally like across the street from, from my house where we have a, a ditch, that floods every time we get a, a big rain. So my neighbors decided it would be funny to put a put a sign out there that says no fishing. It yeah. was it was there. It actually fell, I think, last spring or summer. It finally fell off. Yeah, but, that's, it's great though. It's like just such a fun uh, photo. You know, the 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 writing in it is like no. You know, the big capital letters and um, yeah, yeah. And even and, your other and one, you talk about grain. I mean. Go ahead. I mean, grain is grain is something that that I think nowadays in the digital world is is scoffed at. You want your picture to be sharp as can be, with no noise in the background or nothing, and with with film, that's almost impossible. It's, I mean, there's there's some film stocks that, that can give you really really fine grain. I mean, Portra. For, for one, Kodak Portra is a great portrait film that has very little grain or Kodak Ektar or Fuji Acros. Um, there's, there's options there that will be fine grain, but there's still going to be a light sensitive grain inside of any film stock that is causing the emulsion to do what it's doing. Yeah. I'm lo- sorry. I'm looking at more, you know, the audience can't, anybody listening in can't really see, see what I'm looking at. That was the January 3rd post that you, that you did. And I'm looking at some of the other ones too. The, do you think the grain adds to the, um, to the realness of it? Cause there's something about, you know, when you add like that, that, that grain to the photo, uh, it, it looks like something out of the history books almost. Right. Yeah. It, it definitely makes, makes something look, it, it definitely doesn't look like it's from today. Um, when you, when you think about most of the stuff that, that you see that whether, whether it be a news, a news photography, their stuff that's posted on a news website is going to be super clean images, very little noise, very sharp. Um, whereas film can't, can't do that. Um, it just, it, you can, you can, develop in different ways that the, the grain will be less 
sure. there's ways of developing so that you increase contrast. There's there's also, I guess, there's there's also post production that can be done on film as well. I mean, you're you're basically most most film photo- photographers nowadays are going to take an image with film and it's going to be scanned digitally, and at some point in time somehow got to social media or, or posted to social media. Um, so it's got to go through some sort of processing along those lines. You can put that through Photoshop or Capture One or Lightroom and and do basically the same things that you could with a digital image. It's gonna it's gonna not have as much dynamic range at all. Yeah. Um, but it still can there can still be a lot of things that, that can be done with it. Um, there's there's a lot of stuff that I've that I've posted that I've had to clean up in fact in in post because either one I, I overwashed it and there's a soapy residue that I didn't get off completely. Sure. Uh, so I had to kind of, you know, do the blending tool or the healing tool and take some of that away. Or, you know, some some shots have to be um, cropped. Looking, I, I have one actually from December 30th. that's a two, two random girls on, on bikes outside. Again, that's outside of my house, but I'm looking at it again. I'm looking at it right now. Um, and that's that is a a heavily cropped photo because the top of the of the photo itself was really really chunky. I mean, it was just the the emulsion or the the way that I developed that. The developer didn't get to the top of the of the actual frame the whole time, so it stayed really really dark on the top. So I thought, you know, I'm going to crop this down. I'm going to take that that out of it, and it still it still works. It it definitely makes that photo a lot dirtier a lot grainier because i'm basically taking a i don't know the exact dimensions but you know a, a 35 millimeter frame and i'm i'm saying i only really want to have an APS-C size of that yeah. basically the, the grain itself is going to going to stand out more um so tim you you you, you labeled this lost memory that's a cool that's a cool title and i think that you, you before we started recording i talked about um we talked about art and, and, and a little, just for a few minutes for, for a minute or two, I mean, your stuff, like you should be, uh, I gotta say, you should be selling this. They should put it out there. And, uh, you definitely have that artist's soul. I mean, this is everything you're doing here. Everything that you're talking about is just, I mean, it's art, man. Right. Do you feel that? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I feel that. I also, I also feel that maybe documenting, documenting just what I, what I, on a daily basis, um, and the, in the end, of the in the end, that that is art as well. So I think it is. I mean, you definitely have this feeling. Like I think that this is the work that you're doing. I I went. I, I did an art show with another photographer in uh, Brownville, Nebraska. You ever been down to Brownville? I've been down to Brownville. Yeah, that's a nice little town. It was. It's a. It was a. It was a cool art show. But the, one of the guys that um, is runs the committee that does it. He asked me. Uh, during the art show, you know, like, why do you do this? And, and I was like, I kind of just, I have fun. (laughs) Like I go out and take pictures and I think it's cool. But he kind of said, you know, like what you're, what I think that you're doing and what I see and what I value out of it is that you're, you're, you're documenting in a beautiful way, something, many of these things that are not going to be around forever. Um, And I see a lot of that in your work too. Yeah, I would, I would definitely say that that, that is something that, is, is definitely a connection that, that you and I have. Your your stuff is a lot of 
a lot of the same types of, you know, this is a rural setting. It's, it's something that maybe, maybe not used currently, or maybe it's just sitting here for, for now. And um, definitely when I'm, when I am in my element of, you know, small town, Nebraska, that's what I'm looking for. I'm not, I'm not looking for the new dollar general that was just put in. I might be looking for the 20 year old garbage can behind it. Yeah. But the, the new thing that's there isn't, isn't going to catch my eye. Um, that being said, I, I have a, a photo book that I'm looking at now and I'm going to forget the guy's name, but he, he documented basically, um, Vancouver, Canada. Okay. This Herzog maybe might be his name. I could I could maybe Google him quick while we're while we're here. Uh-huh. Um, I think I think that's his name. But he, he did he did kind of kind of similar to you know documenting documenting his his world where he where he was and um, a lot of his stuff is is kind of a transition period in in Vancouver of where the te- where the city went from smaller shops to here's a skyscraper um and that's that's something that i think that right now in in 2021 everybody having some sort of ability to take a photo of something most people walk around with a cell phone in their pocket um you know documenting what documenting what you see is is something that maybe it's maybe you're not going to love it but at the same time you can come back to that and see what you saw from 20 years ago on that digital phone. Who knows in 20 years what we'll, what we'll be using. Sure. But, um, you know, I, that's something that's kind that of planted in our eyes, maybe or something. Who knows? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, but I mean, that's, I guess that's, that's the thing is I just, I want to, I want to maybe preserve that, that box that's connected to a pole in the middle of nowhere or, the orb that's in the cemetery of my hometown that nobody really looks at that closely to see that, Oh, there's, you know, something etched into that that's now overgrown with moss and lichens or, um, and that's, I guess that's just me kind of just scrolling through my own feed and looking back and going, Oh, I, I remember taking that shot or, yeah. Oh, there's a, there's that garbage can that's right down the street or that, that birdhouse that, it's when I when I tell people where I took that photo, and that's that's probably one of my favorite photos of all times. Actually, now that I'm I'm looking at it on my own feed, is which one? Um, uh, the it's June 9th of 2020. It's it's just the birdhouse in the middle of a field. The birdhouse is on an old raggedy post with some barbed wire on it. Okay, I'll have to. But you got a lot here, man. Um, I yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> that's but that's I, no. that, it's great. I try to post one a day. I think it's kind of kind of what I have been doing for a while lately. Is it's one a day, maybe take a day off here or there. Um, but I mean, there's there's a this this birdhouse that's actually where my wife works in the parking lot behind her. That just one day the clouds were rolling in, and I thought, I wonder what this would look like on if I if I snapped this. And I took I think a, a few frames of it and its surrounding area um but you every everyone can do that i guess is, is what i'm trying to say is is whether it's art or not everyone can can 
take that photo of that one thing that they think is beautiful. Yeah. I'm looking at it now. This is one of the, this is one of the ones I picked out for the video I did, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's beautiful. That's it's, a, it's probably my favorite photo that I've ever taken. It, that, that's Tim, I, I agree, man. This is one of the ones that makes me like, <laughs> it's one of those ones I could stare at for a long time and that I could imagine putting on a wall somewhere and just really being in the photo. Cause I could feel the swaying wind, right? The everything kind of movement from left to right. And then the clouds, it feels like quintessential, country road and there's something else there like there's just something that's almost indescribable um like it's a real moment that you captured and isn't that funny you've you've taken a lot of photos but this one makes me it, i stop on it quite a bit when i when i scroll your stuff yeah i, I totally agree yeah and it's, it's not clean i mean it's, it's grainy it's possibly underdeveloped possibly and the, could use, it could maybe use a little bit more contrast. Or, yeah, but there's you know, some kind of magic there. I think, I think that's, that's also the way that film photography is. is you, you can't magically see the shot and then go, oh, I gotta, I gotta take that again because it doesn't look that good or yeah. it doesn't, it's not perfect. Um, or, or I guess, I guess you can do that with instant film photography. I shouldn't say with all film photography. Well, that, sure. But, um, I'm, I'm back now to May of 2020, and that's the last color photo that I posted. Wow. Yeah, wild, right? <laughs> Almost a year. Yeah, I guess I guess maybe I'm going to May 2021 until I start posting <laughs> color again on this account. You should make that a deal. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe I'll that might be a that might be even a digital shot. Hold on now. Now we have to actually go back and find that. Where'd that go? Which one? That is not a digital shot. So May fifteenth of twenty twenty. It's an old um, an old chicken coop on my brother's land, or next to my brother's land. And oh yeah, that's in Iowa actually. Um, yeah, superior. That, that is. Yeah, that that's um, consumer grade, as we as we call it in the film world. Consumer grade film. That you can buy that anywhere now. I mean, you can. You walk into Walmart right now, and you could buy that film stock. Gotcha. I would, I would guess that it was also developed by Rockbrook. If I had to, if I had to guess, because I, I didn't develop it. I don't remember sending it away anywhere. So. Oh, it looks great. I mean, it looks really clean, you know. And the, yeah, that's the last photo that you took in black and white that you posted. That's pretty yeah, amazing. That, wow. <laughs> you didn't even realize it until there's now. Some, there's some. Yeah, I didn't. I. I could I could have guessed that it was maybe maybe July, but I I yeah I, I think I started developing black and white kind of in in April of last year. Kind of had had some things not had some things come up last year that made me made me not travel as much for my job. So sure. I had, had to pass the time. <laughs> no, that, so Tim, you know. I'm not into film photography. If somebody was like listening to this and they're like, Hey, I this sounds cool. And I, they go to your account and they're like, this is awesome. How do they, how, what, what's your recommendation to, for them to get into film photography at this point? Well, it depends on, it depends on their age. Um, if they're young, if they're 20 or so, they should ask their parents or grandparents if they have an old film camera laying around. Oh yeah. That's just an honest statement. Um, because honestly, if, if you're, 
parents or grandparents have a film camera laying around. It's most likely SLR-based, interchangeable lens, probably Canon, probably Nikon, probably really good. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's because it's not, you're not tied to a sensor inside of a film camera. You, you're buying the sensor when you put film in it. Um, so start there. Ask if, ask if somebody, you know, has one laying around or you could buy one. Prices are unfortunately going up right yes, now because are. I was looking the other day. There is like, apparently demand for, for film cameras. Um, but you can, you can, a lot of a lot of the stuff that I started out with, I've, I've probably been shooting film for five years now. Okay. Um, but I started with my dad's Pentax Spotmatic. So that's a camera that's probably from the 60s, I want to say. Okay. Um, At one point, you were shooting you know, the Pentax K1000, weren't you? No, I've never had a K1000. Oh. I would love to buy your K1000. That's right. That, that's what we talked about. I forgot. I forgot. We talked previously. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, man. I got to find that. Um, I found my Minolta, but I didn't find that yet. Yeah, I've, I've never shot with a K1000. I have I have a similar uh, Pentax that's, that's similar to that, a P30N or something like that. So it takes the same lenses that your K1000 gotcha. does. Um but the K1000 is is roughly the same thing as a Pentax Spotmatic, so it's they're they're really along the same lines of each other, except for the lens mount is different. Okay. So, but I mean that's that's definitely don't don't rush out and think that you need to buy the film camera that I say that you need to buy, or that someone else on the internet says you need to buy. Just um, get something because, that shoots film, right? Yes. Whether even if it's um. My my favorite film camera that I that I own, this is this is me probably saying I have fifteen cameras or twenty cameras or <laughs> maybe more, I don't know. Yeah. Um is a Canon point and shoot. I have a Canon, um I think it's an AF ten is what it's called. Okay. It's a twenty six millimeter lens point and shoot camera. It doesn't have a wide aperture. I think it's F six to F eleven. It might not even go to F sixteen. Oh wow. Um but I also have, I have no control over that camera. And the reason why I love that camera is when I, when I take it out, um, it's, it's small enough. It can go in my pocket like a cell phone could. And it just, it gets out of my way. All I do is I take the picture. It yeah. does the rest for me. Um, so yes, there's times that I love to have control, but at the same time, there's times that I just want to take a shot. And that's what that camera allows me to do. I can, I can burn through 36 frames in that camera rather quickly and maybe 30 of them will be really good. Maybe 15 of them will be really good, Yeah. but it just, it allows me to kind of see things the way that my, my two eyes normally would seeing the a wider view and just kind of allowing me to, to press the shutter and be done. Okay. So the- there's going to be, there's, there's definitely, Sorry, I cut you off. There's, there's definitely, um, you know, film cameras. If you, if you go out to YouTube and watch people, they're buying, you know, Canon AE ones now for $150 when they were maybe 20. Oh yeah. Five years ago. Um, there's Yashica. Um, what are they called? T4s. Is that a contact T4? Again, a point and shoot camera that's selling for $400. Um, there's, there's definitely 
a lot of people that are that are into film photography more and the prices of cameras are going up but don't go with just what somebody says you should buy on youtube okay if you can find one in your local thrift store shoot it and then also some of them have those awesome 50 millimeter lenses man those classic ones that are fantastic right classic yeah it's and that's that I that's one thing that I wish today you could buy a kit camera with a fifty without a without a zoom, just a fifty. Yeah. And I know I know you probably can't, but it's very difficult. That's, I think. that's what everything sold with before. Yeah. Fifty millimeter, like one point eight, something like that, that still does yeah. some amazing yeah. stuff, you know, optically really, really nice and got has some character to it. Will it. Definitely it will definitely blur the background. Yeah. Um definitely will. I remember um, as a new photographer, I remember like not knowing, you know, I, I had no idea what I was doing. So I was like, why is nothing in focus? <laughs> it took me a while to figure out how to do it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's definitely one thing that, you know, nowadays everybody's every, every new camera, I guess, well, probably, probably not your, your X Pro 3 probably didn't come with a, with a zoom lens, but most, most interchangeable cameras now come with a, 18 to 55 or yep. equivalent 3.5 to 5.6 yeah yeah and i mean that's still that's still enough so um, oh yeah but i mean a, a, a prime a prime 50 millimeter lens to to learn on is, is definitely something that i think will will help anyone see things differently that, that 50 millimeter millimeter like milliliter can't talk i'm sorry, <laughs> sorry man, you're thinking about chemicals <laughs> uh, that 50 millimeter um view is just is just magical i mean it's it's far it enough out that you can you can take a great portrait with that lens or you can take a, a great landscape photo with that sure and i i, should, I totally you agree should talk to, talk to, you should talk to people about their favorite um lens lenses yeah, that's your next podcast. That's my next podcast, <laughs> man. What's the favorite lens? You know, like I think mine definitely is on the X Pro Three. I throw that thirty-five millimeter on there, which gives you the fifty millimeter. You know, the the um, the full the the full frame equivalent to a fifty millimeter. Um, that is pretty awesome. That's fun to go out and shoot with. Yeah, I think it reminds me of the old Pentax days because I I really did learn everything I I know about photography with the Pentax K one thousand. That thing was a tank. You know, you could bash like a lock off a door if you needed to with it, and then you could take pictures of it. So it was pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, so they, that's, yeah, that's. Go ahead, Tim. Um, I was just gonna say that's that's maybe why those film cameras are still around. You know, they they were all made out of metal and made to last. Yeah, no, it's true. I I mean that thing looks pretty much brand new. Uh, the last time I saw it. Uh, you know, my, my dad's old Minolta looks is on the shelf looking at me right now and it looks like it's barely been used out of the box and it's, you know, super old. Um, so, so when people go get a camera, then what's next? Like, how do they learn how to do the, the development in the, in, in the, uh, in the bag? Oh, right? that's, a, that's a tougher, that's a tougher Is that question. just, is um, that just go to YouTube? I mean, I mean, there's, there's definitely some great people out there on YouTube or there's, you could, you could just Google how to how to develop film there's there's plenty of tutorials out there the the film photography world on the internet is is growing um actually that there's there's new tutorials being put
put out there probably daily. There's some great film photographers to follow on YouTube that they they started out with just kind of reviewing film gear, and then they went into developing film film for themselves. But the the key is getting chemicals. Um, yeah, and that's that's where you probably are going to have to buy them online. Um, I know that Rockbrook does have some developing. Actually, they have they have some powders and they have a couple of liquids I think for for developing. But you could you could also source the chemicals that make those developers online as well if you really wanted to go deep into how to make your own developers. Yeah. Um, if you if you want to go down that rabbit hole, I've I have not gone that far yet. Yeah, but that sounds insane. Getting to me. getting a developer, getting a shot bath, um, and then getting a fixer, and you can you can well and then also a dark bag and a developing tank would be all that you would need. But, um, you know, combining the chemicals so that you're mixing basically your, your, whether it's a liquid developer or powder so that you get the right mixture of that is going to, going to be key. I'm, I'm developing right now with some D76, some Kodak D76. Oh yeah. That's, that's what you see. Use a Benson. <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind of getting, a little bit more coffee colored than tea colored, so okay. I think it's a, I think it's days are about to run out. Yeah, but it still works. Um, but there's there's definitely a lot of options when it comes to, to developing as well, and that's that's kind of similar to to Photoshop and and actually doing post production on a photo. Developing does things to film depending on the developer that you're using, so you can. Use use some tried and true Kodak D76, um, Kodak HC110, Rodinol, some things that have been around forever and ever and ever. Um, but the the times vary depending on the film stock, depending on the ISO, depending on what you're what you're trying to do with it. So you could stand develop something with Rodinol, and it's going to you know, you're going to develop it for an hour, but it's going to have great contrast, really, really light grain or really, really small grain if you if you have an hour to waste on that process. Or you can take D76 and develop the same thing in probably, probably 30 minutes, probably 10 minutes for the developer, five minutes for the, five minutes for the fixer, and then a minute in between for the stop bath. So. Yeah. Well, it's also like, I remember being in the dark room and doing this kind of stuff and, uh, it's almost like therapy too, right? There's like a little bit of therapy involved. You went out and took some photos and you can kind of, for me, it was also just fun to just kind of like develop this and, you know, uh, work on, on the tactile. It's different than being on a computer and developing a, creating an image. You're, you're, you're touching it. And there's something about the entire process that kind of puts me and put me at kind of ease by the end. I don't know. Yeah, there's again possibly that connection to the actual physical beings of it. Um, if if we're going to be spiritual here, um, that just kind of you're you know you 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 can't pick up your phone and and flip through your phone for for ten minutes while you're developing because you have to stop and you have to rotate in between probably every minute or so, yeah. maybe thirty seconds depending on what you're what you're doing. So you you can't be completely distracted by something else while you're, while you're in this process. But at the same time, your mind isn't really, you're, you're free to think of whatever you want. 
you can you can definitely just be developing and be daydreaming about the next time that you want to go down that country road and try to find that weird, you know, I don't know, football field in the middle yeah. of nowhere. Yeah, or, absolutely. Or go see if that old abandoned F100 is still, you know, 20 miles away down that one road that you can't remember where it was at. No, and Tim, I, I think that's why you need to make a book, man. You need to make a book or something that you can get out there. You know, I love your account. I love what you're doing here, but I'd love to be able to follow that thought process through into a format that I could hold and, and bump through the pages. I mean, ha, have you considered anything like that? I I haven't really thought. Book, books might be a little out of my league right now. I've, I've thought about maybe putting some, some prints out somewhere to, to sell some things, but Again, I haven't, I haven't even really gone that far. Yeah. I think maybe my next step, maybe what, what film photographers really love to do for, for some reason, it's, it's books, it's selling prints, but there's also this other thing that's called zines. And I don't, I don't know if you know anything about zines. Uh, um, yeah. but it's just a small print of, you know, maybe a, a regular page of, of copy paper that's folded in half with, with photos on it and, and things like that. It's kind um, like an indie, a lot of an indie film, underground thing. Yeah, yeah. It's it's one thing that that if you ever you know just search hashtag thirty five mm for film photography anywhere, you'll probably come across after scrolling through some some person that's trying to sell their zine, and they may be selling it for five dollars here or there, but it gets their physical work out there, and that's that's kind of what I think my possible next step may be. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm holding on to maybe it's not my next step. I don't know my next step. <laughs> well, you don't, have, you don't have to have one, right? That's the cool thing about, like, you know, especially when you're doing it for the love of it and you're doing it because it fulfills some kind of inner um, need to be able to communicate or express yourself. There's no real, like, you don't have to do anything with it, right? Like, you can just do whatever you want to do with it, and it's good for you. And that's what yeah. photography is so great about it is that, Everybody can interact with it differently. Um, and, you know, just because I'm saying I'd love to see a book, you could just be like, no, nah, man, I'm never making a book. I'm just going to do this thing and that's it. You know, like it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I, I've i always, I, I keep kind of thinking that there's there's definitely at some point I want to put this out physically so that if somebody wants it, they can they can have it in front of them. Because in the end, that's, that's kind of getting back to my physical work of, of it an emulsion inside of a camera that I'm developing, it's then also physically in somebody's hands that they can connect with as well that way. Yeah. Th that being said, I could also go the route of maybe I put some film stuff and some non some digital stuff in with that work and, and try to try to do that as well. But I might I might just be giving it away for free. I don't know. I don't yeah. know what it's worth. No, no, I mean, I, I think it's something that you got to explore a little bit, man. Cause I think that, uh, geez, I just would love to see it on a wall somewhere in a book, you know, maybe you and I, maybe we should have an art show sometime at like one of these little, like a small town or a couple small towns and present the photos that we've taken from around the area and maybe even like give away some of the stuff for free, uh, for people in that community to be able to take home or, or whatever. I don't know. There's no rules in any of this stuff. Right. That, but the, dude, I'm excited. Right. right. That's a pretty cool idea. Right. Yeah. I, I would, I would definitely be open to that. I mean, I, I'm not an art show person. I've never, I, I don't remember the last time that I put something into a, to a show. It was probably, probably like when I was in 
high school-ish. Okay, that's it's been a while. Maybe, How old are you? Maybe, maybe, no, maybe it's even farther away than that. How old are you? Um, I'm 30, 39. Okay, I'm 45, so we're not too far apart. Oh, yeah, we're, we're close. Yeah. Dude, this would be cool. We need to do, we're going to do that. that that's going to be something that we do, and then we'll do like podcast number two during yeah, like our I'm, show. I'm definitely about. open. I'm open for anything. Yeah. If I have to, if I have to, if, as long as I don't have to go like large format film photography. Man, we could put up little, I mean, we could, we could do anything we want. We could put four by sixes all over the wall. Like it doesn't really, you know, with art and this kind of stuff, like without expectations, without, it's, you know, trying to feed someone else's, uh, you know, bank account or something like that. If we're just doing this for the love yeah, of it, yeah. that's what's really cool. Definitely. All right. So it's down. We're going to do that. Okay. That's, you that's, got my number. I, I do have your number now. And so like, we need to stay in touch and make this happen. You know, it's because, uh, Hey, I'm, I'm definitely open for it, but I, I think you're going to have to push me a little bit. That's all right. I, I may procrastinate on that a little bit. Hey, you know what? I, I'm down for it. You know, the, I don't do shows very often, but when I do, I really enjoy them. And I'm more than anything else. It's not about like, I think I've made maybe like $400 at, an, at all my art shows combined. Right. It's not about money. It's about like connecting with other people and sharing that experience of like kind of appreciating art and, and, and kind of smiling, man. You just like put your work on a wall and you're like, that's pretty cool. That's I, I always feel like that's something that I appreciate and uh, I need to do more of it too. And I really, I would love to see your stuff out there on the, on a wall somewhere. Well, thanks all. Like I said, if you if you push me hard enough, I'll I'll definitely be on that. All right, we're gonna do it, man. I'm gonna we're gonna set it up. We'll we'll talk a little bit more, um, and uh, and we'll make that happen. So uh, before we go, is there anything else that you'd like to kind of throw out there? Is there anything that you'd like to say before we're done? Uh, let me think. Final words of advice for someone who uh, who just is, has no clue what they're doing with a film camera. Anything? Don't jump head over heels over the next camera. And that's, that's me saying that as a person that has bought more cameras than he's sold. And that's, <laughs> that goes digital or film. I, yeah. I will say that. Um, you, can, you can definitely get over your head by thinking the next, the next big thing is going to be what pushes you over the top and gets you those more likes or more people's eyes on it. Maybe it's maybe you just need to slow down the process and think through what you're actually taking photos of. That is awesome. That's awesome advice. I, I believe in that too. And, um, but I don't always act on that. I sometimes get the new thing, yeah. right? I don't either. I don't either. I, I will, I will say do as I say, not as I do. Yep. I haven't bought a new camera in a month. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tim. Well, Hold you, on. go ahead. I take, I take that back. I did buy a camera last month. I'm sorry. You did. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did. Oh, uh, Tim. Well, I think we'll leave on that then. Uh, and uh, I appreciate your time. I hope that, uh, I don't hope we will make the art show happen and uh, we'll make sure to connect in the future. You may call or you may call if you ever want to go out and shoot. I'm, I'm up for anything. All right, man. We'll do it. And we'll share our work with, uh, with people online and, and, uh, and we'll, and we'll do it that way. Sounds good. Sounds good. Right, Thanks Tim. so much for having me on. All right, man.